Lost Princess, share number 23. We're following in the book, we are on chapter 7. So the story continues. The Viceroy is standing there in the palace having a good thrust. He sees that the king has commanded to bring the queen. There was a great noise and tremendous joy as the queen came out. The orchestra is playing, the choir is singing. He's got the throne ready and he notices that she is the princess. He recognised her and she recognised him as well. She stood up from the throne and went over and touched him. Do you know me? She asked. Yes, he replied. I know you. You are the lost princess. Now, remember, this lost princess represents the passion, the innocence, the desire to grow that we lose. Somehow they, it disappears within us as we go from childhood to adulthood. So we've spoken about how it affects us. That's what, that's what we're trying to reconnect with, to bring back that passion, lose the cynicism, lose that dry, robotic way of, of living a Jewish life. But where does that go? Where did the lost princess go? So we assume that she's being held in a dungeon. But that's not true. Not, not at all true. The Viceroy discovers the lost princess is being held in the palace, but she's now a queen in this miserable place. She sits on a throne next to this faithless, negative force of a king. She enjoys all the luxury. So what's Rabbi Nachman doing to our minds here? It seems to be like completely opposite to what anyone would have guessed would have been going on with the lost princess. When one loses that lost princess of youth, that passion and the excitement, the vibrant relationship with the master of the world, she's not taken away and locked up in chains in our heart somewhere. Instead, upon her capture by the negative forces, she now becomes the queen of the evil kingdom. She, that, that energy and that passion that should be used for Hashem it's now what we experience when we make the wrong choice and put our energy and our effort and our passion and our desire into the very opposite of what we should be doing. Think about the passion and drive we had as kids. Or if you've got children or grandchildren, look at the way they sing and they're enthusiastic. And then think, where did we put all those efforts when we were teenagers in those other years? What were we excited about? What got us going? What made us get out of bed or stay up late tonight thinking about and dreaming about? All that energy that could have gone in the good place went to the bad place. Torah study, davening that was done with such a passion and with a tune in, the, in certain schools and davening screamed out and excited to sing. All the efforts now goes into other things. Now, some of those things aren't bad in themselves, but we're looking for where that passion went. It went to another, to the other side. And there's very things that as children we were excited about, we now get a bit awkward and embarrassed about, we hide. So it's not extinguished, it's just usurped. It's treasure seized and channeled for expression of other things, for the material things. Although a mitzvah or yonta, which only a few short years ago would have been exciting for the children, is no, do I really have to come to the table? Do I have to sit here? It's boring. It's not exciting. Other things are much more exciting for me. So it's not so much about recognizing the lost princess. So not about finding the lost princess, but it's about recognizing her, bringing her back home. The powerful boundary-shattering desire which caused sin itself becomes the force which can accomplish great things. So the energy that we invest in doing the wrong thing can be stolen back, as it were, taken back. And all that energy 
put into doing. So we recognize it. We know that we've got that capacity to, to unburden ourselves, to not worry about what other people think, to let it go and to rise to different places. I've got to recognize that that's who I am. That really is authentic me. Each person must know that in a, the specific area where his Yetzirah is really strong, and that's a personal thing we have to, each of individual has to recognize about themselves. There you've got the ability to be the most refined. And in the areas where he has sinned abundantly, he must know that he is a ready vessel for cleanliness, cleanliness and purity of heart. That same energy that goes into the bad can be used for the good in that very, very same domain and realm. But Ezra Hashem, God willing, we will continue discovering ourselves next time. Have a very lovely day.